0: Hey there Sean.
1: Hey Pierce, how's it going?
0: It's pretty okay.
1: Alright, that means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it.
0: Let's start the
2: show. Take a look at my soul Try to dip it in gold So they tell us lay low. Turn the key and
1: Okay. Well, we're gonna uh, we're gonna start this week with uh, a, a new one-off segment uh, called "Why Is Sean a Dumbass This Week," uh, and I'll tell you why I'm a dumbass this week. Uh, so I don't have to tell us. <laughs> uh, I, I've I've known for for a couple weeks now. Uh, that I, I was really kind of pushing it on needing to get an oil change. The, the sort of stated time frame is 3,000 miles. Really, you're probably good after, you know, anywhere from 3,500 to f- pushing on 5,000 miles between oil changes. You're fine. And I was looking at my uh, the little sticker that they put in your windshield when you get an oil change, and I was like, Shit, I'm at about seven thousand miles. I really, hmm. I really need to do this uh, pronto, especially since I think there's a good chance that, as I have done for the last few years, I'll be driving home to Louisiana at Christmas time. Uh, so my schedule on Mondays is such that I'm in class from ten to about two, and then I don't have anything else that's firmly scheduled that day. Uh, and so I kind of realized. At the end of my class, schedule. I was like, "Oh, I might have some time. I know I have some work that I need to get done tonight, but I think I might have this window." So I called the uh, the local Firestone. I called the closest uh, auto shop to me that I knew had a, a coupon, and I uh, I said, can, "Can you get me in? You know, can you turn around an oil change today?" And like, if you get it to us by four, I said, perfect. I'm on it. I'm like grabbing a book so that I can sit and wait at the place, and I go get in the car, and I'm driving, and I'm halfway there, stopped at a red light, and I look in my glove compartment, and I realize that I actually just had my service history kind of out of order, and it had only been 2,200 miles since my last oil change. So I'm a dumbass for not keeping my paperwork organized.
0: Uh well that I thought that was going to go in a different direction that was sad but I figured we'd probably already know about it if that nope. was the case.
1: Much so. much more mundane, much more stupid.
2: Huh. So so did you have you had a sticker on the windshield but the sticker was outdated because the last place you went presumably didn't put a new sticker on? That is correct. Ah That's not well, your fault. Yeah. No. I'm but, excited. For, I know you said it was a one-off, but I'm excited for the recurring. Sean is a dumbass because I think we can get some good ones. But I, I
1: had a little. I did have a little nostalgia trip because uh, the the last sticker that I had uh, was actually from the last oil change that I got at Peacock Auto, which was my spot in Charlottesville. Um, mm. Something that, it was a like you know a, a local place that somebody from work recommended and said they do really good work. They're honest. They don't screw you around and try to upsell you on stuff. And they were magical for the entire time that I lived there. Like that was absolutely where I would go to get stuff done when I need to get my car fixed, to get you know oil change that sort of stuff. Um, and, and I was yeah, I, I, as I was driving, even before I realized that I was. You know, a a, a disorganized dummy. Um, I, I had I had this little pang of nostalgia, and and I was kind of sad. I was like, man, I really, I don't have, uh, you know, I don't have a a car service place here. I I don't, you know, I don't have the same portfolio of like these are my spots built up that I did after four years of school and then four years of life in Charlottesville.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, Sean, you mentioned nostalgia, and I had a, well, I don't know that I'm really nostalgic for it, but I had a moment the other day that that I think uh, backed myself into some faux nostalgia. Um, and I was going through something I think I think everybody in this modern age goes goes through, assuming they have an internet connection, uh, which is you're looking on your streaming service of choice to watch something on a given evening. <clears throat> and you face the paralysis of not knowing what to select, and also if you are someone who is is, is bit of a, a bit of a thinking person, you go all this stuff that they're putting up and suggesting to me is basically payola because it's things they've produced and they want you to to watch their programming on put whatever's in there especially now as we recently talked about all this over the top stuff and they want you to come for I don't know Jellystone or, or whatever the, the the it's not called Jellystone it's called Yellowstone it has Cuffin and Costner in it but yeah you see sure. the ads for that but but like so so I was dealing with this and and I was kind of frustrated because there, that's ten minutes that you're wasting, not not picking something, and a little bit longer too, because you've you've put dinner together and, and you're ready to go, and then there's this this halt to it. And I found myself expressing the, you know, I wish there were some people that I could just trust to give me a good recommendation, and they were just promoting things that they actually liked, kind of like when you go to a local bookstore, an independent bookstore, and they're just promoting books that are on their shelves that they really liked. What if you did that with videos? And then I gasped because I realized I was basically promoting a return to Blockbuster, but if Blockbuster was the local video store. Really, really I'm imagining, what if David Cross from the first Men in Black was giving me video recommendations all of a sudden? And I, I, I texted you all because I thought that this was both problematic and brilliant, which I'm sure is how most great ideas or terrible ones begin. So tell me that this is a terrible idea or I have a great business opportunity for you all. Uh should should
1: we should we say it together on three? <laughs> One, two, sure. three. It's a terrible idea. Terrible. I'm not investing. <laughs> um for starters, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah shark, I think the sharks are all out. For starters, you know what you've described is your friends. You've just described people that you trust. Like uh, on any given yeah. night, you could text me and ask for a movie recommendation, and I would be happy to oblige for the you know the low low price of free ninety nine. It would you know I I would. I would take great enjoyment in in yeah. recommending a piece of culture to a friend and, and especially if it turned out that they liked it too. Um but also yeah. they're just you know I, I think that the the obviously the really glaring hole in this is that no one watches physical movies anymore. Like nobody is nobody's out here checking for VHS tapes and really i don't think all that many people are still buying volume dvds right so uh, if you're if you're talking about um uh, if you're talking about a, a service that's focused on physical media that's probably going to bust pretty quickly because mm-hmm. there's not an audience for it and if you're talking about a local streaming service essentially uh that doesn't work because the rights to movies are really damn expensive
2: yeah
0: it's it, that's that's part of it I realize that that's one of the main issues here is is the volume of the physical or uh you know if you actually did a local streaming service, it's probably probably going to be illegal in some way, like yeah, maybe you have a friend who has a huge collection of blu rays and they can upload them and put them on plex and then you all share uh you know to to get in there and, and i've actually thought about that before and and there's a way you could do it but it's very much illegal because of laws around piracy yeah. but thanks yeah i i i mean you know max we were we were discussing before and to the to the physical media format, I mean, I think that you are maybe a little bit more interested in in, in owning something, and so uh, and having devices to to play that. So so is there is there maybe some appeal to this idea of going down to your local uh, DVD video store and and having a, a nice person suggest that no, oh, if you if you've watched
2: Big Lebowski recently and liked it, you should watch blank. I, I mean, as absurd as it is, I think for me there is something to it. Um, and I think you know, you said that there's not a lot of not a lot of DVDs and VHSs being um, purchased and whatnot. I, I, I do notice that as you go further outside of major cities, mm-hmm. more and more stores still sell DVDs, like racks of best pictures and all that. Um, yeah, that's fair. It's funny. Like I could, I could definitely see. The enjoyment of like going to a local video store like I did growing up and and getting recommendations, but i, I don't i I don't still see that as a viable business model. so like I, i'm 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 struggling with that because, yeah, like that might be fun to go to post pandemic, you know, once in a while. but at the end of the day, if it's eight thirty p m. on a Friday and I've decided to stay in. I've decided to stay in. I'm not going <laughs> to go out and go to the video store when I have... We've talked about it before. How m- Way too many things at my fingertips already. I mean, even yeah. on Netflix alone has more content than I could ever possibly watch in my lifetime. A lot of it yeah. is probably enjoyable enough.
3: One, it recommends you the ones that it algorithmically yeah, knows yeah, it it's an algorithm. It, yeah. it
2: knows me better than my local uh, video uh, store. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I get know. what I, you're I saying. I, I have that feeling. I want that store, but I just don't I don't see it. Yeah, so, it yeah. knows yeah, you better other, than
3: you know yourself. Yes, Kevin. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say the the issue I have with it is that there's kind of already like the the stain on the brand where like when you think of a bookstore, you think of like hipsters who like books. When I think of the video store, I think of like teenagers who like Transformers and like would not give me a recommendation I want or like the back room with the porn in it. Or, you know? or, or yeah, just like
1: <laughs> a a whole a whole horde of dudes who's number one idol in life is quentin tarantino just like it's bad it's bad all around this this business that you've described is bad all around but now that we've we've all kind of taken turns savaging it i do i do want to i do want to kind of you know i want to pull out one of the threads because one of the threads that you've pulled out is i think a really good one which is the desire to have a local option we've talked about this a mm -hmm. little bit uh probably in context throughout the run of this podcast but definitely uh a few weeks back when we talked about you know what it's like to actually go shop in a store uh post covid um but uh, but there's like there there is a concerted campaign out in the world uh, to to shop local to shop small Uh, I mean, you know, uh, I have an American Express card and get offers all the time for, you know, for rewards and and perks to go do stuff at small businesses. They ran this promotion in uh, September and October where if you spent ten dollars at a a, at a small business in one transaction, you'd get a five dollar statement credit, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, so. So there, there's a lot of investment, broadly, in, uh, in us, shopping local, shopping small, and so I think that there's probably a, a more to say about that than there is about how can we shrink <laughs> streaming video to the local yeah, level. Yeah,
0: and and I think that the the streaming video example is is hard and if if you'll allow me to expand on that a little bit so when we talk about the bookstores and there's a lot of discussion right now of using things like bookshop.com or just figuring out where your local bookstores are or I think an example that I was going to use as a why is this okay and why is my idea weird is you have local music stores and there's an idea you should buy from them or buy directly from the record company or buy directly from the artist. There are things like Bandcamp that allow you to go directly to the artist. I think with the video and the streaming video, it's not the problem is not just the streaming video because if you say, all right, I'm going to go buy the physical medium, um... There's not that direct to producer type connection because if you want to buy it, if you don't want to buy it from an e-tailer like Amazon, you're like, "Oh, I'll go to my local target, I'll go to my local Best Buy." Well then you're still you're buying close to you, but it is not in the spirit, I think, Sean, of, of locally. You know it's not, yes. it's not a locally produced film or you're not buying it straight from that independent um, filmmaker. So, so that's one thing that, as we've talked about it, I kind of realize this. We still, for for I think, music, and um, and as as I just uh, explained for for also uh, the other example I, I gave, um, you you can you can still get something that is in the spirit of of local in a way and straight from the producer. But with with movies, that's that's really kind of gone away. I don't know if that's just the way movies work or or what but it's not like going to a farmer's market there's no farmer's market for movies
1: yeah yeah that that is true but so you know there they're definitely I, I think those two like shop local and shop small are definitely intertwined there's an implicit there, there's sort of a, an implication in shop local that you're not talking about go get your stuff from target you're talking about find a small business to do it and Mm -hmm. the the truth is it's not always the the best way to to do things i mean i i think that there are categories of of things that you buy that it makes sense you know we talked look we talked about this on the COVID shopping podcast there there are things that it makes sense to go buy in a store there are things that it makes more sense to buy online where or wherever you can find the cheapest price and and this is all it's all part of the same spectrum there are some things that it's really good if you can to get them directly from the people that produced them
0: that leads to a different question which is max if i if i get on netflix and watch something that is produced by netflix and the auteurs are employed by netflix why is that not shopping small I mean I know why, but like also they are giving a, a a forum to for these people and sometimes they're they're kind of new and up and comers and they have that, actors, but that's like but,
1: asking why is it not shopping local if you go buy your iPhone from the Apple store down the street? Because Netflix is fucking huge.
2: Yeah, and you've already paid for netflix too that yeah i'm that's, so confused that's about that example on a lot of levels <laughs> I, I just sean I, nailed I, it. I, I mean i think netflix is doing a good job of introducing some smaller names and there and i've seen some content that you know might not get out there otherwise but it's still kind of charity at the end of the day because as yeah. sean pointed out like they're still a behemoth they might not have to do that and it's a good thing that they do that but that doesn't make that cancel out them Putting so many small businesses out of
1: business. Yeah, and the and the other part of that is also that we don't we don't know the model for how Netflix pays the creators yeah. that are involved in this. So, like something like Spotify, where there is at least some uh, some extent to which their uh, their payout model is public. Like you know, mm-hmm. you can tell that your streaming your your subscription price is is used in part to allocate how the artists are paid and that is tied specifically to the the number of times that their music is streamed but we don't know that about Netflix and so so mm-hmm. not only is Netflix a gigantic behemoth but we, we don't even know that there really is a direct link to this idea of you know shopping local and like getting it as close to the source as possible.
0: Yeah, I, I think that – I think more of the example where I, I – him and I haw about it um, – excuse me is, – is the example of earlier this year two movies were released on Amazon because they got the rights, which were Blow the Man Down, excellent movie, highly recommend – um, and also The Vast of Night, which is probably going to end up being one of the best kind of sci-fi movies of the year. It's excellent. It was done on a shoestring budget, and both are examples of, I think, kind of young filmmakers and actors and actresses that you haven't seen before, um, plying their craft, and they, it's like, I want to support this type of work, and then, again, we're, we're limited in it. Um, but, you know, I, I, think, I think we've also gotten away from <clears throat> the... Uh, you know, having somebody that, that you trust and you think is not biased, well, not biased in a big box way about recommendations. And I mean, I still go to places like, you know, Vox usually does a write-up on Fridays or, or you know, the New York Times has something on Fridays. And it's like, hey, here's stuff to watch and you're, you're very streaming. But I, I think ultimately the, the appeal is still like, I don't know maybe i just miss talking to a person and that's part of it i mean you mentioned like ask your friends but like being able to ask someone and also pay them for the service like it's it's not different than asking a bartender hey is there anything you recommend right now i don't i don't have that option and you know in this this more and more service-based economy i think that that's the the type of thing that well why can't we have that for movies
2: yeah
1: I, I mean,
0: I don't know. i I think that
1: I think that it's a noble thing to want to to provide some sort of compensation for the act of giving the recommendation. that's it's mm-hmm. it's thoughtful. They're you know whether whether it's rendered in a, a customer context or not, you know someone who recommends something to you is doing you a service. Um, but like, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't think you need to feel, I don't think you need to feel like you're like not holding up some end of a bargain on that, you know, not, not that that's not that that's what you're hemming and hawing over, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, you just, you just pay that forward. Like if, if I recommend a movie to you this week, you, you just recommend me one next time I'm looking for something to watch. Like it's, it's a self, it's a self-sustaining ecosystem that doesn't it doesn't need money
0: yeah I i I don't know if if part of it too is um uh, Kevin I, I think at the this the as we were discussing this I mentioned like okay you end up just watching that comforting thing again the the 30 rocker or, or whatever is is maybe that part of the problem maybe that is part of the problem is is like your choice of movie or TV show is I'm putting too much value in like, this should be a challenge as opposed to just a a comfort. I mean, do you, do you ever approach like movie watching as something that needs to be a, a challenge?
3: Um, not really. If I do, it's generally like looking for, like I go look up a list of, uh, you know, yeah. Best known movies or best movies of all time or Oscar winners or whatever. I don't, if I'm looking for that, I don't just try to look for something random. But that's because I'm not I don't watch movies very often. So yeah. for me it's like I still have a lot of catching up on like the basics to do <laughs> in that regard.
0: And, and and I think and I think maybe that's that is the, the differences um you know, I think about when you go to the bookstore and and you ask for a recommendation, or or even if you go to the cheese counter at wherever your local store is and you ask them for recommendation. The idea is also that that you come back and you report on it. Um, you tell them like, oh, I really liked that beer you you proposed, or I read the book and it wasn't it wasn't necessarily for me. I, I think that's you know, with your friends, it's it's a constant dialogue, but it becomes a a a, a fulcrum almost. It's like this is how our relationship will will continue, and you know maybe that's maybe that is what is lacking in some ways. Even with the algorithms, it's like I can't really give that feedback. I guess people say like or unlike, but I've never done that on a on a Netflix movie. Well, I mean that's that is that is the thing. That is the feedback loop. That's that is the way to train it. But it is it is well, that's no fun. I
1: I one hundred percent agree. It is it is not it is not satisfying to do that. Mm. Uh, It's frankly, it's the reason that Pandora never really caught on for me is like, I I had no interest in spending a bunch of time thumbs up or thumbs downing on, on songs to tell it what I liked or didn't like so that it knew better what to give me next time. Like that, that is no fun. Uh, And uh, I, I also like i I can get behind the idea because what you're talking about with bookstore employees ch- your cheesemonger etc is not just someone who has an idea of what you like but it, it's someone whose profession involves being an expert on something and yeah. and, and and that's that is valuable pay like mm-hmm. and and there there's a there is some level of monetary value you know, that we place on expertise so so that's that's fine i i I don't think that that you know i don't think that that monetary value could sustain like a a local movie concierge business but yeah but it's not zero
0: yeah and the thing i'm realizing um in this i mean it is kind of the nature of human contact and these people doing these jobs as humans is that you know, unlike the algorithm, they're not trying to be perfect. I mean, the, the Netflix thing wants to be perfect, so you keep watching what what they're recommending to you. Um, so they're not trying to be perfect. And the other thing is, I know that they care about what they're recommending to me, and will care in the feedback for good or or for ill. And um, so I appreciate that by the cheesemonger, or or the bartender, or the the bookshop clerk. And you know, it's it's nice to have a face or, or a voice connected to the my my feedback.
1: Yeah, and also you know, to to look at this from a slightly darker point of view, like part part of what informs that is, you know, there's there's you know a little a little hit of shame if you you know if you get it wrong if you recommend something to someone and they don't like it, that kind of sucks. Mm. Um, <laughs> but but you know the Netflix algorithm can't feel shame, <laughs> and I don't want that. Like if I, I think I think there's probably a horrible little corner of my brain that like, if I get a bad recommendation for something, like I want the recommender to know, and I don't, like I don't want them to agonize over it, but I might want them to, you know, feel just like a tiny little twinge for half a second of like, damn, I'm bummed that that didn't work out how I wanted it to. But you don't yeah, want to use a
2: little thumbs down logo? <laughs>
1: That's too much work. What, to a to a person? Well, no, I'm not gonna say, hey Max, that movie you recommended me was thumbs maybe the, down.
2: Maybe the developers will eventually get it, like, oh. Here, customer here's the... ID Sean.
1: <laughs> but they don't Giving us a lot
2: of thumbs down.
1: <laughs> but but do you really think that they see it that way? The whole the whole point of the algorithm is to be A dispassionate, efficient recommendation machine, and that runs Mm -hmm. so fundamentally counter to the idea of what we're talking about here, which is, like, uh, you know, the the job of of your, you uh, you know, of your local video store clerk back in the day was to be, not not like a friend, not like an inner circle person, but like a second order person that you trust. And there's just like, there's nothing you have. There's no reason to trust an algorithm. I'm not going to go like, man, Netflix is really serving them up today.
2: No, you go to a local place and the people take pride in what they've curated, whether it's a store or a recommendation. Someone is taking pride in what they're selling and Netflix is too large of a plate. Yeah, no, the algorithm is not proud of it recommending to me. Fifteen Nicolas Cage movies because I watched seven of them. I don't think the algorithm <laughs> yeah. cares. It's not thinking. Wow, this guy yeah. might need something else. It's not thinking a- anything. And and
1: lest lest I seem like a sociopath for my completely insane <laughs> my completely insane phrasing that I want someone if they recommend something that I don't like to feel bad about it. That's that obviously is not exactly what I mean. But like I I think it's it's important to have that level of investment like I get if I recommend something like if I tell somebody to listen to an album that I think they would like I am invested in them liking that thing and I get that little twinge if it doesn't pan out for them and so I think I just I think it's not that I want someone to feel bad I think it's that I want to not be alone in that feeling of like being invested in being the kind of person you know that that someone else might trust to ask for a music recommendation or a book recommendation. That that yeah, to yeah. me is like the real sustaining currency of all of this is like human trust and
3: connection. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, and I, th- I, I think that best representation of this is now in your. Um, if you go to one of the Amazon physical bookstores, they have turned the algorithm into the physical. By they have the if you like this, you should read this. <laughs> <laughs> they have the books next to each other.
0: <laughs> SEO bookshelves. Brought to you by Bezos. No, I, mean, I want... Can, ultimately, did, I, Go ahead. Ultimately, I want professionals to do this because you get into situations like where you live with someone who doesn't like Fargo and you've recommended them to watch it and rethink it and then they still don't like Fargo and then you have to live with that. People close to you who uh, who who just don't agree on something and so if a professional does it you, they're just a trusted advisor
1: well there's also the other side of that coin which is that there's another person involved in this who lives with someone that knows that they don't like Fargo and yet suggested that they should watch it again anyway <laughs> 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 the yeah. silence is conspicuous
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. well you know. But what another thing, though, that I, I did want to touch on again was the the um, rights, the issue of the having the rights and making it cheaper. So, like, one thing that I can't think of, like—so, audiobooks is the example that comes to my mind. Like, you can get audiobooks not through Amazon, but you have to pay, like, 60 bucks for a book. Whereas with Audible, it's—like, there's not really, like, a, a reasonable alternative because— the streaming the streaming thing makes it viable, whereas otherwise I would not pay sixty bucks for an audiobook.
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, all right, anything else that we want to touch on before we wrap this up? Sorry, we 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 savaged your local Netflix idea, Pierce.
2: Is there still it's... one blockbuster in Alaska somewhere that Pierce could? franchise or purchase or something i I just want i just want alaska
0: to hurry up and count um i I don't really care about their blockbusters to be quite (laughs) honest
1: fair enough all right well uh let's let's end that conversation there and, and move on as we do to pierce is sorry so what are you apologizing for today
0: uh, for for sake of completeness, uh, I mentioned that also The Simpsons, not just Family Guy, reminded me of something uh, that that I needed to apologize for, and this is both an era and in, in both the locality of, of you know a purchase that that one makes, um, and I think at some point in the Simpsons episode there was uh, I think it was like the Beverly Hills Cop um, music played or, or, or something that, that reminded me of it. Um, and the way that the music came out, um, or, or the quality of it, I don't know what you'd call it, but it reminded me of the polyphonic ringtone era. I don't know how much money I had my parents spend on polyphonic ringtones. It probably wasn't that much to, to be quite honest, but, but just, just that's that that's the type of embarrassment that really hits me deep. It's like that is something we did. We took we took actual songs and did this thing where we made them into electronic not those songs anymore. <laughs> and then you purchase them and they were like a dollar each and, and it's small small purchases. But like you you have on your record, you know, you go to St. Peter and he'll be like, if you bought more than five polyphonic ringtones or made your parents buy more than five, you've got to go on that line way over there. And you <laughs> might go to hell because of that, or at least a very long purgatory. And I and I got to think about that. Uh, and that's very dark. So I'm sorry for having my parents spend, it was probably under $10, but an embarrassing amount of uh, on polyphonic <clears throat> ringtones.
1: <laughs> that's excellent. And there's a... Uh... I know I, I recommended some episodes of 20,000 Hertz recently, but uh, there's another one that actually I believe they interview the inventor of the ringtone. So I'll, uh, I'll drop a link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, and then we will close the show with a big idea from pop culture. And uh, I learned something magical this week. Actually, I learned two magical things this week. One is that uh you know we're all all familiar uh with the sort of Charlottesville, Nelson County beer trail kind of area. Um, and I learned that there is a similar uh a similar phenomenon in the river parishes around New Orleans. Uh it's the ondue
0: trail. Oh, <laughs> Yes, I have. Do I have your attention now? Oh, oh, now on Dewey trails are okay, but when I talk about when I'm buying Tasso or Andoue and how I'm excited about it, that's not cool. Another example of you know I say it, not a good idea. But but go ahead, but go ahead. I'll I'll get to you were, this later. we we'll were just...
1: buying punk ass Arlington Tasso. It's not the same thing.
0: Um, I bought some better, re- but recently. But, but we'll a- anyway, get to that. even
1: even within the already wonderful world of the Andouille Trail, I learned, thanks to a a slideshow, like a photo essay, uh, on NOLA.com, which is the the web home of the uh, horrifying conglomerate of the Times-Picayune and the New Orleans Advocate, uh, that there is a special seasonal sausage called uh, molin, spelled like maudlin, and they refer to it as a loaf-sized sausage specifically (laughs) it has a diameter of anywhere from three and a half to six inches and is stuffed full of andouille sausage meat and i just want everyone to think about that for a second and how
0: truly glorious that is so it's it's like you go to the deli counter and you see the bologna like on the loaf but and do it yes
1: Yeah. Pro- honestly maybe even a
0: slight bit bigger yeah so is this pop culture I don't know if, if it isn't <laughs> okay, it should Kevin, be Kevin it's not pop culture to you this is when we know you've lived in Massachusetts too long that's my response to that <laughs> There we go.
1: Wouldn't It wouldn't be an episode of It's Pretty Okay without <laughs> shitting on the Northeast for a little while. <laughs> okay, well, hopefully uh, we all get a chance to try Molin one day. Uh, I'm, I- I've i now added it to the bucket list. Uh, and we will call it quits because that is the end of the show. You can find us at our home on the web at www.prettyokaypod.com. You can subscribe to the show feed on your podcast app or device of choice. If you do that, please leave us a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing. Or just tell a friend about the show because we'd love to share it with them as well. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean.
0: I'm Pierce.
2: I'm Max. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening.